Well, hey there. Thanks so much for joining us on the Hope Fellowship Church podcast. If these messages have blessed your life, go ahead and subscribe by clicking the subscribe button inside the podcast app. And if your life has been impacted by this ministry, would you consider supporting it financially so that we can continue to love God, love people, and prove it? You can give by visiting hope615.com slash give. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you are blessed through today's message. I'm so glad that it's Christmas season. I know many of you love this time of the year. I love this time of the year. And Jared shared several announcements. Let me just take a moment to share two more pretty exciting announcements. Um, You may or may not know that Jenny Loving, who has been incredible on our team, uh, she's a dual role servant in our church. Jenny works as a part-time office assistant, and then she also works to coordinate the grade school ministry. And she said to us a couple months ago, hey, would you guys start to pray and and look at uh, someone that might be able to help me out? She said, it's just too much. So Jenny said, she said, I want to continue to serve in this church in the office assistant position. But she said, would you guys begin to search for someone to help us out in our grade school ministry on Sunday morning? And so we, of course, did that. And and so, because Jenny's who she is, she said, I'll, I'll walk alongside this person and help in training them as they prepare to take over this ministry. So we're excited to announce that Alex McLean is going to step into that role. Parents, you may have seen her out there this morning, and she and Jenny will be working together for the next few weeks as she'll begin to coordinate our grade school kids on Sunday morning. Now, what's really exciting, too, is there's even more. Uh, starting in January, and we haven't talked about this yet, simply because there's so many things we're communicating this time of the year, you'll hear a lot more about this as soon as we get through Christmas, but starting at the end of January, we're going to have a brand new model for small group ministry that will actually meet here at the school on Sunday night, every other Sunday night in January. And so what we have in this church are a lot of small groups who have kids, and here's what normally happens. Uh, you know, eight to 10 adults go into a living room and then they send about 16 kids up to a bonus room and it is complete chaos. And there is no effective small group ministry happening. But at the same time, uh, we're gonna allow these groups that are already meeting together to come and we're gonna have a bunch of huge round tables all over the gym every other Sunday night in January. But the parents are gonna love this. Every other Sunday night when we meet as groups here at the school, we will also have ministry for our kids And that, there you go, we have one very excited parent, my daughter-in-law. But that ministry, we're excited to tell you, is going to be coordinated by Shay Tamez, who is just up here singing. So that's Shay. And so, man, we're excited about the future for our kids' ministry here at Hope Fellowship Church. Uh, Those are two major things coming your way. And then I realized, too, uh, I don't know what your schedule is, but if you haven't been here in a few weeks, I want to remind you that we have just kicked off back in November our first ever Uh, church-wide campaign called Hope for the House. If you've not looked through one of these brochures, grab one today. And if you've not taken time to pray and and consider filling out a commitment card, I want to encourage you, you can still do that. Hope for the House uh, is a two-year campaign that we're launching as a church in January of 2020, okay? So more information that I needed to share with you this morning. Today, um, we're talking about Mary. And if you were with us last week, you know that as we kicked off, Matt, you did a great job preaching last week as we looked at the prophet Isaiah. And so each week we show you a little video, and and last week it was Isaiah, and today it's Mary. And so each week in the Christmas series, we're looking at these significant characters in God's Word. 
and the relationship that they had in the birth of our Savior. And so think with me just for a minute. You'll notice each week in this series, we also tie in a significant Christmas carol that pertains to exactly what we're talking about that day. Today, as Justin and Jess just sang so beautifully, O come, all ye faithful. And so the truth of that song as we sing it together, we're all invited to Bethlehem. We're all invited to come and behold the newborn infant Jesus to adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Why? Because he is Jesus Christ, the Lord. And so today, during this season of Advent, we focus today on the unconditional love that God shows to us in the birth of his son, Jesus Christ. Now, let me, let me just talk to the moms in the room for a minute. If you are a mom in this room, you already recognize this miraculous thing called childbirth. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. And just this week, as I had opportunity to go to the hospital to see Lindsay and Michael, they just had their baby this week. You can't help but be there with that young family and that newborn baby and not be amazed by what a miracle it is. And so I began to think about this week. I was talking to Sean about it just last night. And I thought all the way back to December 29th, 1990, almost 29 years ago. Shauna and I had been married a little over a year and a half. We lived in Oklahoma City at that time. And on that day, it was a very, very cold, blustery, wintry, icy, snowy winter day in Oklahoma. We found ourselves driving to Deaconess Hospital for the birth of our firstborn, Jared. Shauna and I both remember that day with clarity. And so parents, I want you for just a moment to think about the memories you have if God has given you children. Moms, the memory you have of being pregnant, the memories you have of carrying around a baby in your womb for nine months, and then you finally get to that place, the delivery of your child, of your baby. And I think, I've never lived through this process to birth a baby, but I believe with all my heart that most moms would say that in pregnancy, all of the pain, all of the labor, all of the effort in a split second, when you finally get to hold your newborn baby you experience something so powerful that most of that pain, at least for that moment, it all goes away. You're overwhelmed. You're pondering it. You're thinking deeply about the significance of what has just happened in your life. And as a mother, you love your baby like you never realized you could love. And so... For Mary, there was all of that, but there was even 
more. There was even more. During Mary's entire pregnancy, I believe she had to have been playing out over and over in her mind what had happened just a few months earlier. And so open your Bible, if you would, and look with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. Luke, chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. And God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And scripture says that Mary was greatly troubled at his words. She wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be unable to conceive is now in her sixth month. Look at this promise. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. And look what she said. May your word be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. One of the things that overwhelmed me in reading this text this past week was I began to really think about the difference between Mary and so many people in this world today. Listen to me. Mary actually believed in God's promise. Mary believed that nothing is impossible with God. Here's Mary. She has this God-sized faith, and she ends up taking this pilgrimage, relying on a donkey for transportation. She's nine months pregnant on a donkey, and I believe with all of my heart, here again, I believe she cannot stop thinking about what the angel Gabriel had said to her. Remember what he said, your baby boy. He will be known as the son of the most high. 
Mary, your son's kingdom will never come to an end. Mary, the angel said, you have been chosen to give birth to God's perfect son. And so I want to make sure we're all on the same page. What I want you to understand, Mary is thinking about a lot more than getting an epidural and she's thinking about a lot more than the decor in her baby nursery. Emotionally, Mary has to be carrying around these huge questions. And then if you would fast forward to the part of this story in the New Testament gospel that you, you know by heart, think about it. Joseph and Mary, we know they, they make it to Bethlehem. And while they were there, the Bible says the time comes for this baby to be born. And scripture says that Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in swaddling cloths and she placed him in a manger. The Bible says because there was no room for them in the inn. And then after the baby is born, scripture says that an angel next appears to shepherds who were out that very night keeping watch over their flocks. And the angel says to the shepherds, hey guys, don't be alarmed. Don't, don't be afraid because tonight I'm here, the angel says, to bring you some really good news. And this good news is going to cause great joy, listen to me, for all of the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born, and he is Messiah. He is the Lord. And so pick up that story with me now, Luke chapter 2, verse 15, and then we'll look again at how God used Mary for his glory. Luke chapter 2, verse 15. And when the angels had left them, had left the shepherds and gone back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see what's happened, which the Lord has just told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to him. But Mary, she treasured up all of these things, all of them. She treasured up all of these things and she pondered them in her heart. I really believe one of the questions all of us want answered, every mother in this room who's birthed a child, we want to know exactly what, what exactly was Mary treasuring? What was she pondering? It's like we want to read her journal. Again, having a baby, it is a miraculous event in itself. But, but then when you add in all of these unique circumstances and you realize, Mary realizes this is God's plan to unconditionally love 
and redeem all of mankind? Like This is an epic narrative. And so I wonder. I have to wonder if when the shepherds showed up for that visit. Think about this with me. And the shepherds begin to tell Mary and Joseph their story of what happened to them. I believe Mary was hanging on every word from those shepherds. I wonder if Mary, as she listens to their testimony, maybe she has in that very moment a time where she just says to herself, yes, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I wonder if she might have said this, thank you, Lord, because God, there, there have been a few days where my faith was a little weak, days where it was hard for me to understand what you were doing, days when I was asking all kinds of questions about what you told me through the angel that spoke to me. But now, Lord, shepherds have come. And just like, Lord, you did with me, you sent an angel to them and you clearly proclaimed to them, God, everything that you proclaimed to me, this perfect plan for Messiah, for Jesus, for my baby boy, who will be the savior to all people. And I believe it's in that moment where Mary's heart could have been singing a song like we just sang. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. He is Christ, the Lord. Now try to think about this. Mary would be able to love Jesus not only because she would be his mom, but also because he first loved her before she even realized what love could be towards her. Look at this text from the book of 1 John chapter 4 that summarizes exactly what we're talking about in the birth of Messiah. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And anyone who does not know God, I'm sorry, and anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. Here it is. That God sent his only son into the world so that we, we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. 
we love because he first loved us. And so think about it. This capacity Mary had to love her son Jesus as his mom, it was created in her by Jesus before she ever knew what her heaven-sent assignment was going to be. It's been a pretty interesting uh, week just in our life as a husband and wife. And I think about God's purpose for each of us to love. I think about the love that he first showed us. I won't go into great detail, but it was one of those weeks where you just had multiple aha moments of what it's really all about. Going to doctor's offices to have crazy tests done. Going to dirt cheap. (laughs) And meeting the manager whose wife just died the week before last. Shauna knew him. She's like, man, something's wrong with this bro. He is, he is not good today because he had always been so outgoing. And so all of a sudden in the bargain hunt, you find yourself having a little bit of church to encourage one another. And you realize that as God has loved you, you have, have the opportunity to love on him. If you shop at Dirt Cheap, go look for Philip. What? Bill. Yeah, Exactly. Billy, Billy, Philly, my bad, you know, it's just a name, right, find the manager at Dirt Cheap and love him, he may be here, did did you come to church today, brother, we invited him, he said he'd probably come. And so we thought we were done with that assignment only to try to what we bought it dirt cheap at a great price. <laughs> only to be greeted by Wesley. I was going to get that one right, you bet. Who, uh, who's a kind young man who's from Haiti. His father is a Haitian pastor in a little church that meets at Crevewood Baptist Church. Are you a pastor? And so we, we talked and we exchanged names and numbers. And, you know, I thought that was, okay, God, those were the God moments, that's all. But uh, we had to go to Walmart too, both the Smyrna Walmart and the Laverne Walmart this weekend. <laughs> just hear me out. I, I want you to see what God can do if you'll just begin to look at the opportunities he gives you to love. So we ran into a friend that's going through an incredibly difficult season. I think she may be living in her truck in the Walmart parking lot. Many of you know Nora. She's been to church here multiple times. She used to work at Aldi. She's just struggling. And so we had a a prayer meeting at Walmart. I thought that was it. Surely that's it, God, right? No more of this craziness. Until we were at the Laverne Walmart yesterday with some incredible volunteers from Hope picking up bicycles from this family that donates all these bicycles to go along with what you've given. And, uh, you know, I pulled my truck with a trailer out front down there by the garden center and 
here I'm walking in, 8 o'clock in the morning. Yep, not unlocked yet, are they? What you going to do, buddy? Well, I'm going to talk to you. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> what, what is this? Never met this man in my life. What are you doing? Uh, tell him the bike story. Man, that's awesome. Man, you know, he's like moved. A church in our community doing things for kids in our community. He's supposed to be here today. Are you here, brother? I don't even remember your name either. <laughs> All right. See, this is what happens. You invite people. Sometimes they don't show up. But, but they always tell the pastor they're coming. And so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I didn't think much of that conversation. We're out in the back now of Walmart loading up the bikes, and he just comes over to me. Like, I've got on a hoodie with, you know, the little, you put your hands in the pouch thing? And he, put, he takes his hands in my pouch. <laughs> like, we just met. <laughs> he just kind of looked at me and kind of winked like, it's helping you out. And you know what he did? He put cash. He put cash in there. Y'all, this is how God works. I'm just telling you, this is the way it works. So what do I do? I, I heard about a family in this congregation who was kind of tag-teaming one of the kids and like, oh, we're short. We don't have enough money. You know, how are we going to do this? We need more money to buy the gifts. I'm like, oh, well, good thing this man just gave me money because now I'm giving it to you and now you have enough money to buy the gifts. This is how, this is what we're talking about. And it all started with a baby. This is what love is truly about. And we must force ourselves to slow down and interact with people right in front of us. And when we do this, it usually turns into God moments. Slow down. Slow down. Hear me again. Nothing is impossible with God. Just like Mary, we all have a heaven-sent assignment. And just like Mary, you can either embrace what God says to you, you can respond by saying, I am the Lord's servant. That is what she said after Gabriel spoke to her. I am the Lord's servant. You can respond just like Mary did and say, God, may your word be fulfilled in me. Or you can reject it. But here's the truth. In this message today, instead of focusing on you, I, I beg of you, if you will instead focus on Jesus. If you will begin to focus on God's amazing, unconditional love that God offers forgiveness and hope and new life in and through his son Jesus, if you will begin to focus on the story of redemption, you'll see in Mary this story of her treasuring, of her treasuring and pondering all of this in the story of sacrifice and consecration, and Mary and Joseph surrendering their firstborn to God. 
And when we begin to consider all of that, when we begin to comprehend the hope found in Jesus Christ, it changes everything. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. For he is Christ the Lord. Bow your heads with me this morning. Heavenly Father, right now in this moment, God, your message of love and reconciliation and hope, the gospel is found right here in the book of Luke as you give us your son, your sinless perfect son. And so, Lord, this morning as I speak to these precious people here at Rock Springs Elementary School, God, I believe some of them have yet to respond to your message of hope, your message of the gospel. And Lord, for me not to talk about this today, it would be like if if I knew that someone in this room was, was sick, Lord, and I, I didn't offer them the medicines that could heal them. God, that would just be wrong if I had the ability to do that. So, Lord, today you've given me this opportunity to talk about your son Jesus, to talk about the gospel, because, Lord, it does change lives eternally. And so, God, to the people in this room who, who for whatever reason, have been resistant to your message of love and grace and forgiveness Oh, God, would you do what only you can do? I I ask you would draw them to yourself. God, that they might know you, that they might with open arms surrender their life to you. No longer trying to do it in their own strength, but God, you're saying, Lord, I admit, I admit I've sinned, God, and I need forgiveness. God, that they would today say, Lord, I believe God, that you love me so much that you did send your son Jesus and he lived this perfect life and he went to the, gave his life so that I could be forgiven. And then Lord, that they would just choose, that they would choose to follow you, not trying to figure it all out in advance, but God, every single day, choosing to say, I surrender to you, Lord. Guide me, lead me as I choose to follow you. Lord, that's what we want to do. We want to be your instruments for your glory. And for some of us, that journey will begin today as we begin to follow you. To God, draw those to yourself who do not know you yet as Savior and Lord. God, for people in this room who perhaps they've, they've believed for a long time, yet they find themselves with a hardened heart. They find themselves busy. They find themselves distracted by too many things. God, let the message of hope and love that we've talked about today God, be received and caught by each of us so that we would not miss, but we would embrace the moments you give us to be light in this world. Whether that's at Walmart, dirt cheap, or at work, or with a neighbor. God, we know you want to use us to reach the people in our oikos, in our extended family for your glory. So use us now. Thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. Well, thanks again for listening to the Hope Fellowship Church podcast. If you're interested in becoming more connected at Hope Fellowship Church, please visit hope615.com slash get connected.